Liz Whelan joins us here on Midweek Meadows. Now, Liz is as well-credentialed as anyone in the sport of greyhound racing, both here and in New Zealand. Liz, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Hey, I'm excellent. It's been a while. Are you well? I'm very well, thanks. How about you? I've got no complaints at all here. Troy's just (laughs) tipping a few winners. We're having a nice afternoon. Oh, you're being too generous there with tipping a few winners, but we'll we'll take it. Liz, how how are you been? And uh, how's Greyhound... What's Greyhound racing mean to you? Let's go to the hard question Um, first. Quite an opening question for me. (laughs) It is, it is. I've, I've seen it a lot. I'm a long-time punting, tragic and racing fan. So um, I grew up in Monganui in New Zealand, so that's home of the Hattrick Greyhounds. Um, went to the races a lot growing up. Then I went, went to university and discovered it was also the cheapest place to drink in Monganui, so that was another bonus. <laughs> but, um, like, I've, I've owned about 30 greyhounds. I was lucky enough uh, to work as a trackside presenter in New Zealand for about five years, um, hosted a greyhound show. Um, but I've always loved them. I think that, Troy, you'll probably get this more than anyone. When I was admitted to the bar as a lawyer, I celebrated by having a Greyhound race named after me and spent the day at the dogs <laughs> afterwards. So, yeah, it's it's pretty much entrenched in my life at this point. Yeah, it truly is one of those sports. And we, we've mentioned a couple of times this morning or, or this afternoon already about once you're in involved in it and you get passionate about it, it's very hard to, to step away. And it's something that you always come back to no matter what you're doing. Um, what's your you obviously being in New Zealand and, and having experienced Australian racing as well what, what do you find are the differences and what are the advantages or, or negatives about either do you find any much different between the two racing I suppose growing up in New Zealand I'm I'm a pretty firm uh, supporter of the finish on lower um, I'm aware that obviously there can be incidents at the lower that's probably I guess some of the main cons or, or you know, against arguments of the finish on low, but I'm I'm a fan of seeing the difference that it makes to some of the dogs who are sent from Australia to New Zealand and and how hard they become at chasing. Um, but just in terms of racing in general, the differences between the nations, and I, I shouldn't be critical of my home country, but I I think that Australia as a whole is very very innovative. Uh, they're always trying to think of what to do next, how to promote the sport better, how to make it more accessible to the general public. I think that. Um, I, I was really, really lucky to be involved in the million dollar chase coverage on Freddie Year and also Thrill of the Chase and, and I think that that's so important um, try, trying to bring greyhound racing to the masses who wouldn't normally be exposed to it so in that aspect I think that Australia does a terrific job even at the moment the Great 8 series, I'm loving watching those these top greyhounds that we get to see compete against each other week in, week out just adds yet another layer of interest. I think that's the key, I think you've hit the nail right in the head there, um, when we talk about greyhound racing in future we want to get new people involved we want to get young people. We've had two young trainers on this morning who are, have spoken well and, and talked about their successes. And I think the more we can get people to interact with greyhound racing, see it for what it is, uh, it's, it's a big future there down the track. And um, also on that, we know you, you've done a, obviously a bit of work with the Meadows. You, you did some interviewing for us on, on, on a big nights. Um, and you're also still doing some work now. Uh, tell us a bit about the, uh, the work you're doing with the Meadows. Unfortunately, the tipping isn't going so well for me today. <laughs> but, um, that makes both of us. Like, That's okay. <laughs> been, it's been a tough day at the office, but um, look, I've been really enjoying my time there. I do a couple of pre- previews a week uh, for the Meadows. Really enjoyed uh, the night that I spent there as well, doing some social media coverage. So um, on a Wednesday, I usually go through trying to find a best bet for each race. Today has been a struggle. Usually, it's a little bit better. Thank goodness. Um, and also. Um, for me, what I've always really loved doing is trying to tell the stories of trainers So, and, and the different people involved in the game. That's that's something that I'm passionate about. So I usually try and bring different trainers each week and try and get their tips. Um, but I, I first went to the Meadows, it would be five and a half years ago, and I followed above all uh, the New Zealand Greyhounds over to Australia. 
and I watched him lined up at the Silver Chief. It was my first experience in Meadows, January 2015, and he won the Group 1, and that basically got me hooked to the Meadows. It was an outstanding night. They do it very, very well there, and um, can't recommend it highly enough. No, it's, it's very nice to hear that. Um, you, you reckon the first question I asked you was tough. <laughs> this one's the toughest one of the day. What have you got now? <laughs> this, this is a big, big one that we've been asking everyone that's come on, and it's on our Twitter feed as well. Which greyhound would you most like to own right now? In our four options, uh, where Simon told Helen, hooked on Scotch, catch the thief, oh, Mickey, uh, the Queensland greyhound. And we also want to throw in Tigalong Tonk and um, uh, Shimmer Shine, who's come back. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't fit them on the pole. You're welcome to name another greyhound if you like, but who would you like to own right now? I'd be very happy with any of those options, but I'm a huge Simon Told Helen fan. He's already won half a million dollars in 25 starts, um, and that's, you know, missing out on some of the group ones because of the COVID situation that he ordinarily would have been lining up in. Um, he's just been amazing. I think David Bennett's done a terrific job with him. He's had his share of issues. I think he had that spider bite earlier in the year. He's nursed him. He's brought his back. He's back to his best, and I, I thought he was brilliant over um, the uh, at his last start, you know, he, he had to dig deep, but he was very, very impressive. <laughs> David sent me a photo afterwards of the ice creams that he bought from the dogs <laughs> on the ground, which, which I love. I love how spoiled the dogs are. They're like people's children, aren't they? And that's, that's, that's one of the great parts of the sport. Liz, just before we let you go, the, the crowd aspect is one that we're no doubt all looking forward to and, and getting yep. people back at, at Greyhound Racing in New Zealand. That They're down to virtually no restrictions now because of COVID-19. Does that mean that they're going to get crowds back at their various racing codes virtually straight away now? It does. So yeah. they're allowed back right now. Uh, the gallops haven't started back up yet, but um, I'm currently in Wanganui, so I've already been able to go to the Wanganui Greyhounds. I'm very lucky. So um, at level two, they were allowed to have, I think it was 50 or 100 people on track. And as of yesterday, there are no restrictions. So crowds are wow. back on track. A lot of excited people, I think, um, Places like Wanganui, it's always thriving on a Friday night. It's just become one of the big social occasions in the city. Something for us to look forward to sooner rather than later. Always nice to catch up, Liz. Thanks for your time this afternoon and uh, happy punting. Cheers. Thanks for having me.